It's an edited show. So oh, thank if, God. If you, said, if you said anything that's incriminating, <laughs> cut it right I'm out. I'm going to step in and, and remind both Wyatt and the listeners that Tim says that every episode, and then I listen however many weeks it comes out later, and it's an unedited show. So we'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's all lies. Nick knows he, he I'm not going to listen gaps. to the daily cuts. He knows I'm not going to listen to the the, the, the proof gut, so he just posts it. I'm like, sounds good. And it's just a total, it's like Dark Side of the Moon, just cut into one long laugh file. All right, let's get into it. So I have some thoughts. Uh, Alfred's password is peg. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> want to kick? I want to kick things off. <laughs> Don't you think he wants to get out of this life of servitude? And he's like taking a horse's bit out of his mouth. He's like, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Oh, like, my, oh, my dear cousin or, or my dear niece, she's come to visit. He's like, sh- like scrounging to put away the leather. <laughs> what did what did Uncle Alfred love? Oh, that's right. Right. <laughs> like of all the things, why couldn't yeah. you just think of what he called his lover? Yeah. I, I love uh, Alicia Silverstone's voice. Is just <gasps> yes. so like perfect '90s voice. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uncle She's... Alfred. Like I don't. It's all in her forehead. Like her voice comes from her forehead. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> well, I love that. Like he's so British, and for whatever reason, she's just like still a Valley Girl. She's right. like, oh my god, <laughs> I came from England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Deal. Is... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm from the north. This Geordie <laughs> accent <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Um, I remember when I was a girl and Uncle Alfred would sit me down by Big Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was a better English in there. She's in a... She's in Clueless, right? That's her, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which to, was a very shocking moment for me watching the movie because when she came on screen, Shannon went, Cher. <laughs> yeah. That's not what? fucking Cher. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but that's her name in Clueless. I was very confused it- for a moment. It's like, oh, the- it's like I thought Shannon was healthy. The only person I remember from uh, from Clueless is the black girl that wears those hats and all the yellow. I don't oh, know. Yeah, she Dion. always sticks out in my mind. What's her name? Because El- Dion. I-, I forget the name. Mm. Uh, what's her name? Dion. There's a whole bit in the <laughs> movie where they're like, we're both named after stars from the past who do infomercials now. That's a good I think fucking, I. That's and the joke. other reason she stands out to me is I'm pretty sure that that actress was like 10 years. I think Stacey Dash, right? Mm-hmm. She's like 10 years older than everyone else in that movie. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's everyone oh, yeah. in that movie. It's insane. Like their careers post Clueless are just mm-hmm. all over the map. Right. Well, Stacey Dash is like a Republican or something. Yeah. Right? Like a Fox like News. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stacy Dash sounds like one of the, like in the multiverse one of the flashes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> in another world. Um, yeah. Here's here's another another shocking realization about this movie and I guess we're just getting into it because why the fuck not? It's been a while. Mm, uh, Uma Thurman, 26 years old here. Oh, I'm sorry, 27 mm. years old. 
What do you? Which way are you leaning there? Is that young or old? What are you surprised about? Uber, no, because Uma Thurman has been forty-two since nineteen ninety-one. That's yeah. the issue. Is that yeah. so? There's no way that she could be twenty-seven years old in this movie because yeah. she's still forty-one. Yeah, it was weird. Or forty-two. I'm sorry. I just feel like you know what? If anyone was actually directing this movie, it was Uma Thurman. She seems to be the only one who knew what was happening during production. Yes. That this was what she's, was going to happen. She was she's the only fantastic. one that heard Schumacher and was like. I know what you. I see what you're. On here. <laughs> yes. Now, <laughs> as an I, ally, I want to make a comparison with. I want to make a comparison with a modern movie because there there is another actress that I feel is a perfect analog to her in this movie, and it's Elizabeth Banks as Rita Repulsa in that awful Power Rangers. Oh my God. Did anyone catch that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyone catch oh, yeah. this? She she is. I mean, it's a terrible movie. It's right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's terrible movie, but she is amazing in it. She's just doing a ridiculous like early 90s over the top thing. And likewise, Uma Thurman is doing like, oh, it's like the 60s show, right? Perfect. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then like her and, and I will give Arnold as well very much having fun with this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't believe that they did this movie. I think it's great. This is my, <laughs> it's a great this movie. Is my first time seeing it. Me too. What? Oh my goodness! Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Let's let, let me restructure this whole thing. Okay, uh-huh. what was your? Okay, so I'll start. I'll start with Wyatt because I care more. Uh, <laughs> what was your impression about this movie going into it? Like, what had you heard about this one? Okay, I literally had no clue about so many things that like relate to this movie. I knew about the nipples mostly. I think that was like mm-hmm. the biggest mm-hmm. thing that was present in my mind before watching it. But I had no idea that this like film was supposed to be in the same universe as the Tim Burton ones. Like that was <laughs> never on my radar. And then I even went back to try and see forever after this. And then I didn't realize that forever came before Batman and Robin. And like, that was also part of this Tim Burton Batman universe. It was like so mind blowing to me. And like, I just knew that it was like the worst movie of all time because I'm a big fan of Uma Thurman. I'm a big fan of Alicia Silverstone, believe it or not we exist and like i just never had any inclination to watch it just because i knew it was supposed to be like such a hot mess yeah um these never appealed to me even the even the the core tim burton batman movies like i just not in a not in a way where i'm like oh i don't like it actively but like i was never drawn to them mm-hmm. even, sure, i know what you mean even the straight shooting ones i just was like never like i don't know i you know i liked them i went through a a moment where Batman, the first one, you know, the Joker one was kind of in the rotation. I would pop it on every so often in high school or whatever, but yeah, there was never, there wasn't anything ever reaching out to me. Cause, cause now I look mm-hmm. at this, like when, as soon as this movie started, I was like, well, I want to go to six flags. That's yeah. like that, the whole movie feels like it's a six flags show or like yeah. part of the Batman roller coaster at Six Flags. That's I, I'm so glad you said that because I feel like this movie, these two movies, I think really shaped, along with the cartoon, of course, but I think these two movies in particular really shaped like what the property of Batman was like mm-hmm. until Begins, obviously. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they were the last movies. But for me, this is like the perfect, there's like a five years, I, I guess, how, how long was it until Begins? 2004? So there's like a six, seven, eight year snapshot where it's just like, um, like Arctic Thunder Batman or like mm-hmm. Jungle Power yeah. Batman. Like it's all this oh, ridiculous. Like, like this Dude, is I love this the is suits. prime time toys Batman. Yeah, they were all era. toys. They were all toys. And for because, that, I liked it because what you because for for me, like philosophically, this is so nerdy and terrible. 
But this is the uh, 90s Batman. This is the Frank Miller, like, uh, Dark Knight Returns, sort of the, the, the new dark reinvention of Batman, consuming boomer nostalgia for 60s Batman, just eating it wholesale and, become, yeah. and having it just, like, fuse together into this weird amalgam of a thing. Because this is obviously, like, Joel Schumacher going, oh, I watched this show as a kid. Let's do it like this. Right. But, yeah. you know, it, 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 that's that's what the whole vibe of the thing is. Um, and I, I think the other thing they have in common with the Burton movies is that all three, and, and maybe a reason why this might not have appealed to you as a kid, is that they are very older style movies. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. very much, um, let's build a huge fucking set yeah. and just, like, shoot a bunch of things in it. Dude, the you know sets I mean? were cool as shit. Incredible. Well, yeah. they spent $160 million on this movie. Which which shows because because most of them like listen I'll say this I uh, the action was pretty fun I liked even the fist fights and stuff they had a mm-hmm. they had kind of an energy I miss in movies like it, well, even you I know, love the, the whole cartoon very, sound effects yeah, yeah it was fun and even even to that end though it all moved pretty nicely like even for like the final battle with Freeze and Batman being just him standing in front of a computer with like planet projections behind her, which the mo- this movie was out of control with projections. It was yeah. literally like, that's also why it made me feel like a six flags ride where like, Oh, we don't really know what to do with the walls. <laughs> How about we just like stick a planet shaped light on the wall and then oh, they get it, they're in space. <laughs> and that, even that was cool. Like, I don't know. It was, it was shot very cleanly. The punches were fun, but even still, you could tell how much money they spent on all the sets because, like, at least for the first half of the movie, whenever anybody was introduced or entered a new room in any way, the movie would spend, like, five minutes with the person just kind of, like, walking in. Like, I couldn't believe how much it meandered. Like, when Poison Ivy comes in, it's like, I get it. It's supposed to be this big, you know, pageantry. Can I, can I tell you, I don't know what it did. Uh, through through a wrench in the machinery, for sure, of my sexuality, by having Uma Thurman strip out of that huge ape costume. Oh my gosh! Mm. Don't don't know like really just kind of set C four charges in there and blew the bitch up because I, I don't know what's like I've never been the same. Yeah, dude. The you other my part. Favorite, uh, my was, favorite poison ivy moment was at the very end when he kisses her and peels off the lips because Im- yes. immediately I was like, "There's you know I want to see the R rated version where it's like." <laughs> She's straight up like going down on him, and he's like, "Nice try." <laughs> Peels off his entire dick. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> it's yeah, all see, doesn't good job. Nice try, Poison Ivy. It's it's full muscle and sinew exposed. There was like oh, no gravity in this Gotham City. Was the other thing like with the action sequences? It was like people would just kind of like fly around, but not like fly like Batman flies. Yeah. Like it was just like people would jump, and it's just like all of a sudden they're like across the room. Like that was yeah, so but, odd. But, yeah, which listen, I like that shit for the most. Like, it feels like nothing was tonally off in this movie. The movie right. is very right. co- cohesive to itself. There's nothing. <laughs> it like, not. There's no scene where you're like, well, "What the fuck was that doing in there?" Like, it's not even like it, it avoids somehow being a normal movie, even in the normal movie scenes where yeah. it's like Bruce talking with Alfred, where he's just like all of a sudden being like, "Alfred, I know you're dying." And then right. Alfred's like, ah, but death is not the enemy. <laughs> it is to live with which we must live. And George Clooney being like, ah, well. And that's the whole scene. And then we move, they move on, and you're like, yeah, I guess that fucking held up. What I was shocked by, I, though, is George Clooney is so boring as Batman. Like, oh I thought God, that he sucks. he's so charismatic, and I'm, like, he, excited to see him do it, but then it was so bad. But that's what I think is the thing, that this is where it's weird when you have it be as goofy and as silly as this movie is 
I don't think he knew what movie he was in. I mean, they cast George yes. Clooney mm-hmm. to be Batman, yeah. and and George, in a way, it feels stupid to complain about anything about this movie. To be honest, like it just feels like what am I? Do- I'm I'm, sc- I'm screaming. Th- about the weather like it just it happened to all of us you know i can't be mad about it <laughs> but like it did make me kind of look at it and be like i wonder what the real whatever movie george clooney thought he was in being batman that might have mm-hmm. been a kind of neat movie i think he would have done a good charming job as bruce wayne realistic billionaire unfortunately he went from he was trying to be a realistic billionaire while like his big Where rubber he- nipples were like <laughs> bopping him in the face <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's. I think he really he's consistent with the other characterizations of Bruce Wayne from these other three ones where he's just super stoic. Like mm. everything he says has like a well, okay, like a quite like a reserved acceptedness to every single thing that he encounters. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and meanwhile, like uh, Robin is just yelling yeah. <laughs> the whole movie. Like yeah. I think is very angry. That's part of the issue. Is that like and it kind of makes me think about why we haven't seen Robin in any other adaptions because it's like making it a two-hander is so complicated, especially with like the dynamic between Batman and Robin. It's just really not engaging, which is where I kind of, I feel like the homoeroticism has to come in <laughs> just mm-hmm. to like make it watchable. Cause it's yeah. like, what are they actually to each other? And like, why do we care about their relationship? Well, something I noticed in the very well, beginning I think, was everybody well, I, had I, sexual I, chemistry. Yeah. Yes. That's why I say when it, when I say that this is a queer movie, I don't say it's a gay movie. Mm-hmm. I say that like everybody is trying to fuck everyone at all times. Yeah, yeah, very clearly. Um, even Alfred, <laughs> even Alfred, yeah, dude, like, he was horny as hell. Especially Alfred. <laughs> Did you not see his password? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that, and I feel was like that, that old that, thing Uncle Alfred used to say he like. <laughs> Well, here's so that's a, that's a that's a pretty good uh, uh, segue because I forgot to to introduce Sorry, the show. I'm, I'm already is, spinning out about this. I'm, it's okay. I'm enjoying it because this is where the true the true discourse comes from. This is reasonable beef. The show about movies. I'm Tim Kish. I'm here with Dom. We have a guest. What is their name? My name is Wyatt Muma. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. What's your last name? Muma. M U M A. Okay. Cool. And uh, uh, welcome to the, <laughs> welcome to the beef thing. I don't think I could talk about what your job is. Why is a cool job? Sound- why did you just sound like he had just now made up his last name and you're like, I, I don't feel like giving a note about it, but I guess it's fine. Well, because I was trying, I, I thought I heard, I thought I heard them say Uma, and then I was like, did I miss this? Did I miss that the last name is Uma? Did I skip this entirely? Because what I should have written bits about that. There's a lot. That's really yeah. what I was thinking. And then the next part that I was thinking uh, was that I can't talk about about your job, but it's a cool job. Thank cool you. Job. Yeah, it's super job. top secret. Um, I, Are you Batman? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. In fact, uh, no. I, I do about it. diversity and inclusion. <laughs> exactly. There are lots of outfits. Anything you do in entertainment, there's going to be lots of outfits. Um, but I, I work in diversity and inclusion at in general. Cool. Well, welcome we- to welcome to the the beef hole. Uh, oh, don't say you, that. Prepare to be excluded as you, you're guesting on this program. It's a notorious program uh, where we go against the grain and do things like defend Batman and Robin because, well, I have been saying for many years on this program that I'm a big fan of Joel Schumacher. I'm a big fan of the the, the garish, shitty way that he makes his movies. Um, they are just watchable, aggressively watchable. And unfortunately, he, he passed away last weekend at the age yeah. of 80. Um, and this is one that I really always wanted to go back to and, and, and talk to talk about. It's a very seminal movie for me. 
Um, I mean that both the gay way and the uh, <laughs> I'm sure it is Timmy. <laughs> and the and the uh, just uh, time wise. Uh, this is a really just like obviously famously shat upon movie that I feel like is in dire need of a critical reevaluation. Uh, as, as we've touched on a, a little bit. Well, you know what, man? It is like most things that. It was what we were just saying. It's cohesive to itself. When you watch this again, I've never really seen. I've seen the 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 original Tim Burton Batman many times, but then I haven't really seen Returns more than twice. Maybe I don't know if I've ever actually sat through Forever or just watched Jim Carrey clips on YouTube. I really have no. I don't have like quite. I don't have an allegiance to this to this uh, franchise, but. Watching it, I was like, oh, this knows what it is. There's no confusion about what movie Joel Schumacher is making here. But I can see how if you were coming into it as, like, just in general a Batman fan, and especially when the original Batman had gone and changed the damn world and been like, oh, shit, this is taking it very seriously. And this is very cool, and it's kind of scary, and the Joker shoots people, man, and he laughs. Fucking crazy. <laughs> and then now, and, and then in this one... Mr. Freeze's plan is to make everyone cold and like Poison Ivy for some reason thinks that will be a hospitable planet for <laughs> plants, I guess, <laughs> her plan. I, yeah. It, it, all over the... So I could see how like if you if you watch this in sequence, you would... Of course you would be like, what the fuck is going on? What the hell yeah. is this? It opens with say, a hockey sequence. Oh yeah, that was classic. But see, watching this in the context of like the post Nolan years, I, yeah. I feel like you can see how this ties into suicide squad and birds of prey and the way where that kind of zany fun quality of what Batman can be is coming back, which is exciting because it's totally not all dismal. I, I've, I don't know if I've said this before on beef, but my impression in, you know, middle school, high school reading comics before the MCU was really kicking off before DC had a cohesive, anything, it was funny because I had a, I had a very flipped perception of Marvel and DC. I I saw Marvel and the comics as very you know feet on the ground and and gritty and it was you know they were ta- tackling it like it was really happening and what if it was real life Earth and I saw mm-hmm. DC as very fucking highfalutin and mythic and look at the costumes and it's colorful and it's more bonkers comic booky stuff and then weirdly like in in I guess you could probably just say it's just the movies but it's also kind of the the way that the cartoons went and even the TV shows, Marvel versus DC is like weirdly like Marvel went, this is going to be a little zanier. And then DC's mission statement was like, nah, Batman, Batman is cool being alive. You know, I guess guess that's who Batman is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that has to do with the, the the cartoon, the Batman cartoon, the, um, I guess 1991, Batman yeah. cartoon, which really mm. shaped DC for the next couple of years, and, and I feel like that's something, and I think that's a great point, Wyatt, of, of looking at Suicide Squad and going like, well, I understand where this came from, but they just kind of pulled poor pedigree, because like back th- back at this point, it, it's a, it's kind of a loving homage to like the 60s show, yeah. few, right. if it, as done in the 90s, and like we saw a shitload of that in the 90s, of like, mm-hmm. you know, just 60s nostalgia, Sorry, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'm Um, sure that was deafening. I'm just glad you're a million miles away from me. Um, Yeah, like we saw like a Brady Bunch movie, like doing a where they they're essentially just doing a uh, 
a lampooning of the Brady Bunch by doing a full-on Brady Bunch movie. Like, yeah, you know, we're, we're kind right. of... It, it's very that, that post-ironic uh, Gen X saying something but not actually saying something style mm. of satire and parody. Um, and I, I think it's crazy that it went over people's heads. Because it's also yeah. fun for, like, kids to watch. Oh, yeah, this is a kid's movie, dude. But it's also... Well, oh, yeah. it's a kid's movie, but for some reason the subtext of nearly every line of dialogue is fuck me. So yeah. I don't know what the dichotomy there was exactly, but yeah. And, and I don't think that the, the, the moral of the story, like, you know, Batman is too hands on because he cares. Mm-hmm. Um, and I right. feel like that's a story we've seen a billion gajillion Brazilian times since, but I think at the time, like that's kind of fresh of like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Now you've surrounded yourself with all these people that you care about when you used to be alone. But now what do you do? Like, yeah. you're, you're still a control freak. Like, you need to learn how to be a human so that they want to stay around you. I feel like that's a pretty mature, thoughtful direction to take the, the Batman movie. The, the issue is that, like, I don't know if that's reflected in Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy as villains, but that's the thing. Like, you're looking at it with this modern, like, every frame of painting, YouTuber, like, uh, essayist point of view, and it's like, it doesn't fucking have to be uh, thematically coherent. It's fucking silly and zany and ridiculous and and fun. Yeah. I think as you were just saying that, you would think that the ending of Mr. Freeze's arc would be Batman being like, we have to let go of the people we love. Right. But instead he's like... You're going to jail where we're yeah, and, and she's, millions she's, of dollars of equipment to continue your research and save your wife. Yep. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well. I am a full. Take, take two of these and call me in the morning. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect line. I think movies should be <laughs> why, stupid. Why two? He only has yeah. two entirely for that line. Yeah. So, sorry. Why? What do you say? I was saying, no, it, I completely agree. And they should be stupid. Let them be stupid. Like, I don't understand why, especially now, like. I think my biggest problem with Marvel in general is that it takes itself so seriously. Like even Endgame, it was like, oh God, we have to make such a big statement about what's happening with humanity. And it's like, no, I don't need that. I want to see them like punch Thanos in the face. Like that's all. And it's okay. Like it doesn't have to be, I think Nolan made it to be this like giant, and it is in some ways, like this giant mythical um, statement and artistic mm-hmm. expression but mm-hmm. at the same time like you need the other side of the coin for it to feel balanced and not be overwhelming it's the first with marvel I'll... go ahead Tim. so uh, can, can i respond to this so with marvel i feel like the way that they have done it is they've clearly tried to to branch out and do like more silly shit with mm-hmm. with stuff like guardians yeah but they, they they craft these movies and then they throw them in the soup yeah and then they all mix with the other stuff and then become a part of the same soup. So it's like all all of the movies are now Guardians of the Galaxy in the same right. way that they're all Captain America in the same way that they're all the Avengers. It's it's like there's they've been unable to um, give the movies unique identities beyond the Marvel Cinematic Universe identity, which is good. But mm-hmm. like I see what you're saying, like they they really don't have any room yeah, to, to try variation. Like they haven't yeah. left any for themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas DC has. So that's like, in a lot of ways, it's a more interesting project in that aspect. But I mean, the DC's movies are never also butt and not fun. Because even now when they were just like, Michael Keaton's going to be Batman again. Oh, my yeah. My reaction is, I still have that reaction of like, what the fuck cool. are you guys doing? Because yeah. Yeah, like, the true. problem is six years ago, not even, however many years ago, they told us we're doing the connected universe. Everything is connected. It all matters. It's the same people. We're going to, here's Batman in this universe. It's Ben fucking Affleck. And then they were like, you know what? 
this Joker, um, we don't really <laughs> give a shit. And then they're like, hey, you know what we're going to do? You know what? I have an idea about Batman. What if, who gives a shit? What if we, who give it to that guy? He'll, right. he'll do a good job. And that's, that's cool as shit. But I think we're still having the like whiplash of like, you, you, you just told us that you were doing the complete opposite of this. So now when they make these decisions, when they're like, hey, Michael Keaton's going to return for a Batman movie in the flash in whatever capacity, like we're just, we all go, what, what, what do you yeah. mean? Cause the flash yeah. is the same kid from that video of the guy choking old girl to the ground. <laughs> so I was going <laughs> to say from, you know, the DC movies, but that's good. <laughs> Stay cool, bird boy. Um, if they we want to go back really out of control with that. I loved it. I was going to say the queerest part about this movie for me is like Poison Ivy, the way that they just kind of dress the character. She is like a capital D drag queen. Like, oh my God. Thank you for saying that, Wyatt. Yes. Thank you. The makeup. God, it was just to die for. The one with the like, she has the cones on her head. Oh my God. It was just stunning. And I was like, this is, I I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe she looks like I love it. It's so, it's the perfect, it's the gay man's idea of like a sexy lady. Yeah. She's like, okay. And then she, then she comes out and she's, she's sassy and she's, she's, uh, no, no, everyone wants to be her. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like I want to well, play where, her where in her, Super where's Smash. The, where's the tits? Yeah. What? Dude, she's not, even, there's no, there's no cleavage showing. What are, you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about cleavage showing? No, there's no, there, you can't see her ass or her cleavage or anything that people would consider like uh, sexy or alluring. In a, in a woman doing a striptease. I will say... No, no, the, no. The, she's she's stroking her arms nicely. The movie the movie had spent the whole movie being what it was, that when, it, at the end, when Batgirl suits up and it showed, like, her ass and her chest, I was yeah. like... I was like, oh, ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it felt, like, perverse. I was yeah. like, this is not yeah. why we're here, you know? <laughs> well, it was That's weirdly feminist in that way, where it was like, she's like a biker and like she races and like i was like oh my god i never had seen i i'm my opinion on superhero movies is i always care about the girlfriend or the wife or whatever like anything i'm always like that's the character who i want to see more from just because they're always so like ancillary to whatever the hero is doing and so it was crazy to me to see that like even though alicia silverstone is like so barely in this movie at all the parts that they do give her are like some really badass, like kick yeah. ass type stuff. Well, my friend Gary pointed out Gary, which apparently his last name's Tremarchi. He was letting me say Tremarchi for years, just being polite. You know what? It's one of those things. Um, it's some, he, sometimes, sometimes you just uh, have to live dude, with I've, great shame. I've known him <laughs> for like nine years, and he just told yeah. me I've said his name on this no, you, podcast. on this show. Yeah, you said Tremarchi. <laughs> And he, he just has to give, like, a grimace every single time. He just, for the first time, told me. Well, anyway, shout out to Gary Tremarchi. Um, he, he was talking about how the guy, the people at the, the bike race, it's basically just a scene from The Lost Boys, down to, like, they're oh. dressed the same. They're all wearing, like, fishnet oh, yeah. t-shirts. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I guess that's just how Joel wanted to dress people. He was, he was being the change he wanted to see in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, this is this is what people should be out there doing, all right? Being just like mildly bitchy to each other and on motorcycles wearing fishnet t-shirts. Right. Do you know what was interesting yeah. too? This is my first Joel Schumacher movie, I think, like at large, which I know is like going to offend you, Tim. But 
I feel like he has a very Baz Luhrmann sensibility <laughs> in the way, mm. at least in this movie. I was like, oh my God, it's crazy to me that this was so like critically panned when I'm like, this is like Moulin Rouge. Like if Baz Luhrmann did Batman, this is yep. what I would expect it to be. Mm. <sighs> Let me tell you something about, about Baz Luhrmann. Ba- if, 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 Bars. if Baz Luhrmann, <laughs> if, if he could, if, if, Joel Schumacher could have harnessed the energies, the gay energies that Baz Luhrmann can. <laughs> he, he would have been unstoppable. He yes. would have been unstoppable. Because I do feel that, I feel exactly, like, it, it is like Moulin Rouge. It's like a showgirls. It's like a, like a yeah. famously shit movie that it just has such an attitude and, like, a zest to it. And mm-hmm. a lot of his movies are like that. He's got, he's got zest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a zesty filmmaker. Yeah. Um, I liked the big frozen Gotham set. That was cool. Great. At the very, yeah. at the very end. Stuff. That shit was cool. It was mm-hmm. big. And that's like, it's so funny that now, I mean, even when I watch like old, old movies, not even just like, you know, 1995's Batman and Robin, but anything that has a huge <laughs> set now, when I see yeah. in a movie, I go, holy shit. Like, it, it's impressive. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. is that how people used to feel about big sets? Mm-hmm. Like that, that before we got like, and then even like on the CGI note, some of like the Batman falling and flying and zip lining, I was like, that looks pretty fucking good. For 1990. Yeah, like yeah. because here, here you're talking about the prime time of applying it, where it's like, hey, you know when he's all zippy and in, in motion and you can't see him, he's like a blob. Right. That's when we'll use the CG. Any other time, right. it will be George Clooney on a wire, and we don't care if it right. looks campy because that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's some cool shit, dude. The colors in it, all in general, very much were the flavor of my childhood. Like I was like, ooh, I want, yes. I want a blue candy you know something blue give me a blue candy of any sort it made me like i genuinely when i was watching i was like i think i'm gonna buy a (laughs) t-shirt that looks with this shit on it (laughs) that was weird it was like that and you said this earlier too with the six flags thing like there's something that's like so I don't know what it is like capitalism about this movie that's like yes let's let's also not remove it from this being in many ways, we still, I mean, this has come up a bunch of times on Beef, but like we talk about how there was a weird stretch of 90s specifically where Hollywood was just out of fucking control with spending. Oh my like, God. It was just yeah. like in, in, in a way that is truer, not of any other decade. For even as much as it's like, okay, we went on to spend more money on like Pirates of the Caribbean in the water again, whatever the, whatever the fuck it was called. I don't remember. And yes, sure. We ended up spending more actual money, but like there's something about the spending in these movies that you just, you feel them just burning through it, just doing a line and writing a check. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he, I know Schwarzenegger got cut a check for $25 million. Just him. Like for the movie. Crazy. Absolutely insane. And I guess to be uh, fair, it didn't look like it was particularly fun to be in his suit. No. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, probably, probably a lot of, a lot. There of was makeup. some weird <laughs> shit with that where it's like even then, so it's like, and this is the thing I, you know, I love this about movies because it's like it's part of what gives it the charm. It's part of what makes things terrestrial. Sometimes you'll watch a big movie and be like, ah, who, this is untouchable. Like, what even? I can't even wrap my head. At least I'm, I'm coming at it from like you know the filmmaking perspective. Sometimes I watch stuff and I'm like. How do I, how did this even happen? Who's, how did we get to the point where they knew even where to fucking sit the camera down for this? But then every so often it'll do like a close up of like the people who have been poison ivied. And I'm like, that's like eyeliner drawn on their skin in a vein 
pattern. Yes. Like that's like he didn't even look like makeup. I was just you just drew on those people and called it a fucking day at the Warner's <laughs> lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean that like it, it really does feel weirdly like money laundering when like their South Amer- <laughs> their South American lab is pottery barn vines that have just been tossed over. Yes. And, like a bunch of beakers they filled with like colored water and smoke machines. And they're like, "All right, let's write that off. That's a 40 million dollar day." Did you notice that everything in Bruce Wayne, everything at Wayne Manor was smoking? Like, yeah. When they're like out in the courtyard, there's just wafts of smoke yeah. pouring in from, from <laughs> I don't know. That's where. just the, that's just the Northeast, Dom. It's a cursed land. But that's the shit that makes me think of like being in line for the Batman roller coaster at Six Flags because yeah. that's what they do. <laughs> there's just like behind a bush. Every so often, when you're standing in line, you hear. And like a bunch of smoke comes out, and you're like, <laughs> smoke, like what the what? fuck was that about? Yeah, why'd they do that? <laughs> and like the statues in the city, I'm like, what? how does that make any sense? The observatory, Dude, I'm like, oh god, so good. Well, the, I, I get hard. I am hard for the way that Gotham City looks in this. It's just <laughs> yeah. so fucking ridiculous and on yeah. top of each other. It's like it's like the Blade Runner city. Yeah. Before it becomes the Blade Runner city. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 30 oh, or 40 years cool, before. Man. It's so Those dope. miniatures, that, that shit was, that's cool. Cause it's weird that that stuff, it's like, I look at it and I know how they did it. I still know it's quote unquote a special effect, but it is funny that now looking at something that's miniatures, I'm like, I know that it's not a big city because of course it isn't, but for some reason it holds up in a completely different way where I look at that and I'm like, that looks good as shit. That's a cool looking fake city. Yeah, and I yeah. know it's just a bunch of little statues and shit, and then the camera was just kind of with a high frame rate glided towards it. You know what I mean? And, but it works, man. That shit, that shit rules. I did love how many giant naked men were like just standing yes. around Gotham <laughs> City, though. Yes. Did we? Did we? Did we dress uh, specifically that this movie's really gay? I think we danced around it. We're, we've 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 said it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I I, I really want to undersign that that is the that is the main premise of uh, absolutely of my movie. I think even just the sense of humor. It's fun. Like I'm glad you brought yeah. up the drag thing because even you know, right. it's the it's that's the what, jokes. The name. jokes are like drag jokes. The yeah. Puns. Like yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like a. It's it's all sort of like no one, and that's why I can tell that this. I can see why this went through the weird cultural uh translator that was like we don't what the, we don't know what the fuck this is but it's like now even me whatever whatever 20 how old am i 28 year old straight guy who likes batman whoever that was in 1995 is not now has not seen what i have seen and understood the flavors that are in this movie you know what i mean mm-hmm. right I maybe mean, we could talk about whatever my gay fathers that might have something to do with it too but like, <laughs> i was i was just thinking more culturally <laughs> But it's but it's true. Like now I watch it, and I'm like, oh, I like that's what that is. I, but I could see how if you hear these jokes and you don't understand the wink of it, you don't understand that it's like, well, they knew it was a dumb joke, but that's why it's fun. That's why they did it. Right. That's yeah. why everyone Sassy. looks like they're f- having a fun time. It's because it's like it's just supposed to be kind of a clever, stupid play on words. Yeah, right. I do think like what I appreciate so much about like defining this specifically as being super gay is the fact that like superheroes are pretty gay and it's interesting to me that like we know with the ceo of marvel and like things that stan lee has gone on record of saying is that like it's comic books in general still seem to be like kind of scared of 
leaning into that for whatever reason. And so it's so refreshing to just like let it run wild and just be like, we're going to go turn the gay dial up to 20 just because why the hell not? It's guys in costumes. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, he really, you know what, you know what tipped the scales was the nipples. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone was like the butt shots. Now I see. Because even the budget's <laughs> in a different thing. Like maybe perhaps everything is every frame is the same, but there's no nipples. It's just flat pecs. Maybe people would have walked away and been like, "It was a little cheesy," but yeah, Batman sure does love to fuck women. But now, but, <laughs> but, and, but we walk away because of the nipples, and we're like, "Hold on, something's up." Yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure that at some point, Bruce Wayne's girlfriend calls him a confirmed bachelor. Yes, which I yes. think is extremely funny. Yeah. yeah. What is that? I, I know that you're, uh, why, don't, why don't we get married or spend the night together or kiss or fuck? I mean, just like, can I sit in the same seat with you? Can I sit next to you when we're in the car? He's like, no, uh, we need it. It's for appearances. You, uh, yeah. I, I can't let you get close to me. You disgust me. I um, also feel like the whole Batman and Ro- this is like in general, because I know that they obviously didn't. Batman and Robin has been going on forever, but that is like such a like stereotype of the gay community where it's like the older man has the younger friend who he brings along to everything, but he's not his date. Right. He's just, they just like to hang out a lot. It feels like mm-hmm. so just like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> his young, his young ward. Yeah. Um, oh, he originally, <clears throat> the nipples used to only be on the Robin suit. But, yeah. Batman, but yeah. Batman was like, I guess I pro- to really get away with this, I got to put them on mine too. No, I, <laughs> they're like going out one night. He's like, all right, all right, let's head out and fight crime. Well, aren't you gonna hang on? Why, why does my suit have nipples and your doesn't? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I must. I must have forgot. Oh, geez, wow, I must have <laughs> forgot mine. Mine the nipples on mine. I'll, you're right. I'll go put them on. And do really my hips to knees need to be completely bare is that something that's important <laughs> for fighting crime and he's like well yeah all right fine fine we'll give you tiny green shorts <laughs> yeah, much better thank you look i know it's it's done to death that batman and robin uh are gay but something yeah. about I, I think that they did an all right job in this movie establishing their relationship as like brotherly yeah um, well they fight I, I over the ever, woman right yeah Sure. <laughs> yeah, and Bruce, and Bruce, is the, Bruce is the only one who's like, he's like, something's not right here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this. She's got that. She's got that line where she's like, uh, uh, "I'll bring everything you see here, plus everything you don't." Bruce That's like, a great line. Mean? That's a great line, dude. That's a wonderful line. Also, when when Robin just walks in the room and goes, essentially like, "Hey, is your." Uh, I don't, I don't know what he's implying. Is your ass green? He basically says, is the, is your thumb the only thing that's green? <laughs> yeah. What's the, is he talking about her? Is he saying, you have a green vagina? <laughs> do you have a, do you have a green clitoris? I'm sorry. I'm new to this. Um, Clitor there's a, there's a, this. And then she shoots a vine at him. <laughs> <laughs> I need a sign that you've turned over a new leaf. How about slippery when wet? <laughs> that's uh that's another line from the movie darling if i turned over my leaves i don't think we'd be talking anymore i don't know i'm not Listen, riffing that's a line from the movie no i know but this is it's fun okay what are we doing here i don't know we I don't have know. i have other shit that i wanted to touch hang on let me let me look at our notes i was gonna say i love a falling scene in a movie it's just something that for some reason since i was a kid just very activates a part of my like my aesthetic 
the stuff that I, I don't know, just something that's always excited me and sort of like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I love when it's like, oh no, you the thing you're holding on to breaks and then they're tumbling and what are you going to do before you hit the ground? And there's a lot right. of that shit. I think that must have been like a 90s movie thing. It probably is why as a kid I was like absorbing that and being like, well, that's peril. If there's one yeah, thing I know about cinematic danger, it's you <laughs> are holding on to something and then it breaks. <laughs> there's a, yeah, and it's also that like freedom to move about in a falling space. Like, okay, I can, I can just speed up and catch her. As long as I, I'm going to take care of my business here, and then yeah. I'm going to speed up and catch catch up with her down there. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we, we we have some. I got a list. Michael Michael presented a, a wonderful list. Thing. When when you like when someone's falling in a movie and they get caught by someone or he, like he shoots the grappling hook up and then it catches and then he stops. That's the force of you stopping. It would just like rip his fucking <laughs> spine out of his body. Oh yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's the, they they historically kill people that way. You fall yes. when you get hung. Yeah. You have a rope, <laughs> and then you just stop at the end of the rope. I do love the image of like you know this. They stop very quickly. There's a brief moment of respite, and then all of their meat just splat like <laughs> falls off of the skeleton, <laughs> flies at the ground. Yeah, and then there's um, just a skeleton, and he goes like bottom floor. What's I don't know, dude. Whatever. What are you gonna? What oh are you my gonna god. Say? I have I have a list. I have a list. And this is something I, I, I didn't know because Michael did research and we didn't do the research. Oh, why well. don't I have But this, this is a great... I, and I, I want Wyatt to know this, is that most of the scenes... There were much, many, many more scenes uh, with Batgirl. Mo, there were many... Oh, really? Most of the scenes with Batgirl were cut because Alicia Silverstone got fat during the production and they had oh to refit God. her costume. They had to, like, <laughs> make a whole new costume. What? When the press discovered the news, they slammed Silverstone's weight gain and mocked the actress for being too fat. Joel Schumacher publicly defended Silverstone during interviews and said, what is the girl's big sin? That she ate some pizza? (laughs) Which really sounds like (laughs) a very, very gay, double-sided defense. (laughs) Um, But when when the taunting continued, Schumacher lashed out at a reporter that taunted her. (laughs) Oh my god. So that's what happened. Wow. Rough. Well, I That's feel like you rough. can tell, like, that she just kind of, it, her storyline is so weird. It's just, like, all yeah. of a sudden at the end, she's like, yeah, I'll show up. Why not? What was she doing for most of the what? movie? What was the thing with her stealing? She, the, did, she just wanted to go out and do shit? Is that the whole point? Yeah. Yep. She just wanted, then, to, she just wanted she, to go out. She to, yep. She had to put on leathers. And Robin was uh, like, no, no. I just love that defense. What's the girl's big sin? That she ate some pizza? Whoa, what's what's the problem? That she's a big fatty? That she's a big fat fatty that couldn't control hey. herself? That's her big issue? Leave the girl alone. It's if she like, wants Joel, to please. be a disgusting elephant, that is her prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> All right? I do wonder, um, like, what what the hell? That's the Could they not have just given her, like, another costume? Like... <laughs> Well, but that's the thing. Like the costumes are very expensive, and you need yeah, to like right. refabricate a whole new like film See, quality costume. I yeah. believe that there was probably also some some ickiness in that. It's like, well, they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want yeah. a bigger Batgirl suit. So, oh, absolutely. We, you know, sure. I, I mean, I'm sure there's more to the story. Yeah, you're talking about, yeah. Very little advocate for. Listen, for yeah, a I'm not worried actress. about how much money and time they have when there's like. 
the giant jungle ball for no reason in the middle. Yeah, of I know. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. that is very true. It's like, all right, in, we're going to make three different versions of this giant stegosaurus. One that's half frozen, one that's fully Ugh. frozen, and one that's not at all. But we cannot make a slightly larger. Your hips cannot be yeah. slightly larger on the back girls. And we're going to so need sorry, it to Alicia. be the floor, by the way, real ice. For real ice. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be true. <laughs> we're going to bring it on in. Ice. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I highly doubt that that's the, that's the whole story there, yeah. to be fair. Um. What do we? What do you have? Okay. What else do we have? Uh, in later interviews, director Shol Molshu Shocker, director Joel Schumacher blamed studio pressure to make the film more toyetic. Uh, in a, the making of documentary on the DVD, he apologized to disappointed fans. Um, oh I could God. definitely see that they're in, in the yeah. last section of the film. They're suddenly in their like winter fighting gear. Right. Like it doesn't show them re. re- gearing up they just can have i be real i loved those last suits me too oh, absolutely yeah those were cool they were the suits. best yeah but see here's the problem we all grew up with that shit being like iv dripped into our eyeballs for our entire childhood so now yep. we're looking back on that and being like that's cool why were people upset right <laughs> yeah well we appreciate we appreciate the aesthetic of like okay so you're gonna do a variant on the costume this could right. be cool or this could be lame and we we know what's cool and what's lame and we just appreciate it on that level but like the, you know it is important to remember got. it is important well hang on it is important to remember that it's all like you know gross the grossest of capitalism but that's fine <laughs> yeah, because so i want i want it makes me feel good it, it rubs my worn down nubs <laughs> yeah you need to rub the nubs until they're numb you want you want yeah, numb I mean, well, uh, listen listen if somebody if i stop numbing if i stop rubbing the nubs you don't want to see that you don't want to see what yeah. tim looks like when he has no nothing to rub his nubs things get dark you don't you don't want to see a flubbed up nub because that's <laughs> what'll right, happen <laughs> what are you gonna say i was i don't remember <laughs> I was, I, oh, I was gonna Good. say excellent i was gonna say um the toys i never got of all the like variations of like you know space spider-man and spider-man but a cop or you know whatever one they would do <laughs> i didn't i never got like beach beach batman that i couldn't get behind whenever they were like well he's just simply in a tank top and shorts now i still got the fucking the whole cowl is on but <laughs> and he's got a real cape. one oh my god there's like a beach spider-man there's a beach because i had it and he always weirded me out but i was like I, yeah it's it is spider-man but it was weird and he had like like actual like a bathing suit shorts, like fabricated shorts. That, those I never understood. Like, what's the functionality of that? Yeah, I was going to say too. Relax, gonna say. Relaxation. <laughs> the cow in this movie bothered me so much. Like the fact that George Clooney couldn't turn his neck. I was like, yeah. how? But, I don't know if that's another you know thing. Weirdly, he moved pretty well. In the fights at the yeah. least. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I was, like, shocked. Because they make a whole point about that in the Batman Nolan. Wow. The Nolan Batmans. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> oh, I thought Wyatt had more. No, that's yeah, it. That's, I, I was <laughs> that's it for oh, me, okay. too. We talk hey, about, it's okay. Um, we, we edit the show. I really liked when... <laughs> I really liked when Bane was setting the charges at the end. And he sets Bomb. one down. And he, <laughs> he sets one down and Bomb. goes. No, is he saying bomb? I thought he was going wah. <laughs> no, he's saying bomb. Oh, he's saying fuck, the word dude. bomb, which is also pretty fucking funny. That's yeah. really funny because, like, because I really it made me want to like take the the Bane fight in Rises 
And it's it's every it's Batman it's Batman showing up like at the cave and being like, like I'm here to stop you. And then Bane just goes, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of the poetry of his like you're born in the darkness is just Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was born. <laughs> oh man. It's, so yeah. that that's uh, it is very Bane? funny to me. Yeah, I do want to I would do want to touch on Bane real quick. So. Um, Two things. If you ever find yourself igno- annoyed with the the modern, just like endless push for for diversity and casting and like diversity and character, let's talk about Bane for a second. Probably like uh-huh. one of two Latino Batman villains. Probably in the top five or top ten uh, of his best rose gallery. Just like the has depth to it. Um, and in this movie is just like a big dumb idiot, <laughs> right? Like so, so, if weird. you were if you were a Latino Batman fan. Your, your villain is just like completely hollowed out and made into something weird and silly. And even in the, even in the Nolan one, they completely miss the point of him, which is where he's like a South American terrorist who's hyper smart and hyper addicted to venom and super strong. And I don't know. I just feel like they, they, they constantly get this character him. wrong. Really? Yeah, I actually didn't yeah. know that until you said that. He like, but I, I did when I was looking at the character's name, I was like, oh, that's weird that his last name is like, um, what is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's it is something very. <laughs> so I'm gonna preach like I'm very woke. Um, I know Bane is Latino, but I don't know his last name. I think it's Gutierrez. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, but something like that. Uh, it's like wait, I totally. How did that just not get mentioned at uh, Diego. all? Diego. Right, right. Yeah, Antonio it's, Diego. And the fact that he's supposed to be so intelligent, and then it's like he's made into such a joke. Although saying that, I did appreciate that Poison Ivy was able to kind of like wrangle him and Mister Freeze. Yeah, I found that to be kick ass <laughs> but i also liked i will say in, I in a very genuine way i liked poison ivy backing off when the charm didn't work right you know what i mean like like it was just truly like oh i see her her method i see what she's up i know that sounds really yeah. obvious and stupid but like and there was a few scenes in the beginning of the movie where like she's trying to charm them or get out of something and it doesn't really play out and so she kind of like is like ah yeah. Well, whatever, boys. And then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> What's weird, though, too, is that then there's that whole part with Batgirl where she's like, you give woman a bad name. And it's like, N- yeah, what? That was like, weird. <laughs> do that you have to bring weird. intersectional yeah. feminism into it? Because, like, yeah. it was just, it was an odd stance for the movie to take. Yeah, like he, like, and he, from- he says it with, like, stank, too. He's like, isn't that a little un PC? Shouldn't it be Bat Lady? It's oh, like, that hey, part. Shut up, yeah. asshole. Let me, let me self identify, prick. Bat person? Like, what? Yeah, you guys shouldn't be yeah. Bat person or Bat woman. But you're Batman. I also liked, no, <laughs> I liked that it's almost like they knew that that scene was really shitty while they were making it because then at the end, when Freeze is kind of laying on the ground, Batman defeats him by taking out his little TV and shows he's like, watch this. It's Batman and Robin. It's a scene. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger and then Freeze goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Just writhes in agony when he's made to watch Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah. What I what I really like that he didn't check. He didn't check that his wife was dead. He never he never went to see her body. Yeah. He just like she had the thing and was like, oh. It's a weird movie, man. It's a weird, weird um, cartoon movie. So this was the the uh, George Clooney uh, personally gives refunds to people who request them of him, which I think is very funny. That's really <laughs> funny. That's really funny. This can't be the worst Clooney movie he's I, ever made. I don't believe no, that. I, he, he called the film a waste of money. 
Um, but later said that it was the, his, his really big break since it got him into Hollywood, uh-huh. resulting in more successful roles later on. Silver Which really lining. is true. It's funny that, that he managed was to parlay this into a very successful TV? film career. That was the first this, one after TV, after I, I don't, it's probably not the, it's probably not the first one, but I bet it's the most prominent. Um, ER is what you're thinking of. Yeah, whatever. Doctors. It really, yeah. when you're handsome, you can just only fail vertically. Oh, like absolutely. you can just make, you make the shit, shitty shit movie that you do a bad job in, but you're like, well, he's in that face. <laughs> Anyone see that? Yeah. I didn't like anything about that except for that face. So I'm going to see that again. <laughs> It was a complete um, failure. Yeah, What's no, he doing I, next? Let, let me take a look. <laughs> Is he yeah, busy? he pretty much worked. So we, we have, uh, sorry, what were, we, what were we saying? Oh, I said nothing. I was just saying oh. I was agreeing. <laughs> I just want to run through a little bit, a little bit of Clooney. just want to talk, talk Clooney for a second. Let's run through so the, some the Clooney. He did uh, from, dusk till long, he'll, from Dusk Till Dawn is his mm-hmm. most um, prominent role before Batman and Robin. It was one, one year before it. Uh, he also played lip-syncing transvestite in The Harvest. Oh. So, I don't know about that. Mm. Uh, but but from Batman and Robin moving forward, he pretty much works nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's in, like, three movies a year up until 2016. Wow. And then he just kind of stopped acting. Um, man, I, I guess I didn't really think about it, but he was in a lot of shit. He is mm-hmm. all over... Uh, I, I thought that he was one of these guys that only worked... You know, every couple of years and was in a big thing, but I, I guess I was wrong. He's one of these hardcore working actors. We love Clooney. Well, not now he just makes $20 million doing a fucking Nesquik or whatever the fuck that's called, Nespresso, not Nesquik. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, what the hell's it called? Is that it? Yeah. I think he's Nespresso. on Catch-22. He, Catch I think he's the he's on that show or like created that show. Yeah. And he, he, he makes bad movies. I, I don't know. Does anyone like his movies? Nah. I love the Descendants because I think it's fun to see what the children of Disney villains would be up to at if they were all at a school together. <laughs> I really appreciated that he was that he made the Descendants. I like. Uh, I don't. I don't think he was. In, I don't think he made the Descendants. Was he? He was just in it. Tim, do you see what I'm doing? <laughs> what are you doing? He was in a movie called The Descendants that was an actual like drama with Shailene Woodley, I believe, and. Uh, and there's also happens to be a Disney Channel original film called The Descendants and The Descendants 2. And actually loads of interstitial, intersti- how do you oh, say that? Oh, this is the thing where the children die. I th- See, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Because there's here's my brain. I've never seen the actual Descendants. So in my head, The Descendants, the Disney Channel movie, is the one that Jim Rash won the Academy Award for. I just, <laughs> for some reason, those yeah. are those. I was like, yeah, that's a great movie yeah, that no. people widely regard as a great film. The Disney yeah. Channel one. Yeah, I was up to, I, I thought I was, I was in the running to direct, they were, they were doing these Descendants, like, web episodes or some shit, and I thought I was going to get to direct some of those, and that didn't, ever, didn't happen. And it never happened. Well, that's probably for the best. Is it? <laughs> you could, you could have worked send with you a, I'm going to send you my bank statement, and then we can have this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll, we'll touch a couple things at the end of this, maybe play the game, and then get the hell out of here. All right. Perfect. Um, I do want to talk about if we're going to talk about Clooney, mm-hmm. let's talk about Uma, because I do want to. It, I talked about it at the beginning of the episode, but I cannot believe she's 27 at in this movie. I, mm-hmm. I simply cannot believe it. Um, she's another one who I thought, like she she's worked. Uh, she considered this like a big break for her, which is weird. 
Um, I mean, yeah, it was Batman, I think that dude. It's, but it's again that that this this all the way the reason they all felt this way is the same reason why the reception was weird. You know what yeah. I mean? Everyone, the 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 momentum of this coming out was was all signs pointing to good. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, apparently the, the, the studio really liked the dailies on this and I think really got what Schumacher was up to and trying to do. Because, I mean, you're thinking about it, it's all, this is like all white guys in a room together watching like a, an homage to the, probably the same cartoon show they watch. Not cartoon right. show, they watch, um, you know, right. like that 60s Batman cartoon show. I think that they all quite got it. I really do think that I guess this is our my final thoughts on it. I love this movie, and I think it is really bizarre that people re- missed what it was going for entirely. I, I feel like almost willfully. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just that the, it was too. You know, we're starting to hit the end of the '90s where things are demanded to be darker, uh, maybe a little bit less silly. Maybe that's the whole. The, the, you know, it's not grim dark enough for the '90s, but I don't know. Um, I don't even think. I don't think we talked about Akiva Goldsman either. Who wrote this? Oh yeah, weird. Um, he's one of the most inconsistent screenwriters ever. <laughs> I, realize, I I love some of his movies, and I think that he's made some of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, do you are you guys familiar with any Akiva movies? Yeah, I well I do know that he also he's working on Star Trek television now as well, which is odd. He does Picard, but it's like it, it's oh. so true. I know that he's he's won Oscars for like A Beautiful Mind and stuff, but. Oh, it's so odd that this is where he came from because it's there's no structure to this really if you think about it not much at all wait like and as far as his uh the way that he writes movies or what do you mean yeah yeah like i can't i i feel like with a lot of screenwriters if they do an action film i'm like okay that seems like that is their mentality and the action yeah. space but with him it's yeah. like I, I have no idea what his deal is i don't know there's all his projects are so just out there. It seems like, yeah, like yeah. we're we're looking at. So he did the client and Silent Fall. Um, I think I've seen the client, but it's another Schumacher movie. So he he seems like he got his start working with Schumacher. Um, did Forever, did A Time to Kill, did Batman and Robin, Lost in Space, and then kind of went off on his own. And we have A Beautiful Mind, which he won the Academy Award for which is a good movie. Mm-hmm. And then movies like iRobot, which is bad. <laughs> da Vinci Code, I Am Legend, Angels and Demons. Like these are all not, these are all the, uh-huh. the, the yeah, you know, like the, those mid two K's, mm-hmm. um, blockbuster standalone fran like before the, I guess the franchise apocalypse. Um, and none of them were particularly great except for, I guess, Cinderella man. He, he's just, he's wild. And most recently, I guess, dark tower. Which we right. covered on the show. Damn. Very interesting career. What a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing I Am Legend in the front row. Oof. <laughs> that's an experience. Yeah, that's the appropriate What's he doing? reaction. Is he hugging that dog? What's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> I saw um, The Revenant in the front row, which is another one that nobody should ever have to mm. see that close up. Should ever see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I do want to. Uh, um, uh, this this is my last thought before we move on. I, if everyone gets it, gets the opportunity, I would really like for them to check out the theatrical release poster for the client um, because it features Tommy Lee Jones doing some of the best finger tenting I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Let's see it. Very What's good. Thinking about. Ooh, look at that. He yeah. looks like he looks like he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. He yeah. 
Aggressive tenting. He looks like he's going, now, you've mentioned mm. a client. <laughs> <laughs> I am the client. <laughs> All right, Jake. should we do these fucking games, dude? Yes, we should. Yes, we should. Yes, we should. All yes, right. we should. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Which one first? You take control. Oh. <laughs> I am so unprepared. All right, here's what we're doing. We're doing the uh, we're doing the sequel writer first, and then we'll do now. Fuck that! Here's what we're doing. We're doing okay. the predictive text movie review. This is where right. you take out your cellular device, or if it doesn't have a cell function, it doesn't fucking matter. What you need is the is the predictive text function. You're gonna type in the title of the film, which is Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna let your phone's predictive text function complete a review about the movie. Um, and then what's hey. it's, it's cute because what you can do is either say that this is what your phone thinks. Or you can let your phone speak for you, as we are in the technology apocalypse. And don't forget, it's Batman ampersand Robin, not the word and. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I forgot. It's not just Robin. Persand is also there as well. Yes. Okay, <laughs> so Batman and Persand and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it in your phone. According to my phone, Batman and Robin has to come in my life, and my heart hurts so much I can't imagine what it would feel like to have more time with my friends. Wow. That was beautiful. (laughs) Wyatt, do you have yours? Yeah. Mine, um, my phone says, Batman and Robin was the way that my God I would have with my life to come back and help. Damn. That's like if that's you trying to review it while in a bumpy car. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Exactly. We should do that. Off-road, <laughs> off-road movie reviews. <laughs> off-road reviews. <laughs> Someone slamming donuts in the Mojave. Um, I think the problem is his filmography. Ow, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just ate a locust. <laughs> Full locust is through into my throat. Um, Batman and Robin is in my car now, so I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You sh- yeah, that's the, real- that's the only option. All right, guys, I got it. It's all packed away, so I'll see you around. Perfect. All right. Um, uh, I think that's we're it. Gonna do, we're going to do the okay. three-headed sequel writer. Good. Perfect game. Um, so there was, a, there was a Batman, there was a sequel to this planned, featuring yeah. Coolio as the Scarecrow, <laughs> and it was called Batman Unchained. So if we want, we could try, with that in mind, to build the, what we think the plot of Batman Unchained would be. Yeah, I'm into it. Let's do it. Perfect. Featuring Coolio as okay. the Scarecrow. Very scary. Okay. I'm getting, it's going to go Dom, idea. it's going to go Y Guy, and it's going to go Tim. Okay, great. Perfect. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> Darkness rises in Gotham on Coolio's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> when the Joker bursts. From Coolio. And so him. So's him. Shut. <laughs> Period. This is good. This is that's great. Are we continuing? Sure, if you like. You have the power. Oh, it's me? Yes. Um <clears throat> uh, No, we're done.
That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. I like yeah. that. So <laughs> and then he sews him up. He makes him the scarecrow. That's what he wanted. That was wow. Whole, oh, right? yeah. You're right. There Look you go. That. Guys, it's, you gotta keep up. So, <laughs> <laughs> darkness falls in Gotham on Coolio's oh. birthday when the Joker bursts out of Coolio and sews him. Was it sews him up or was back that? up? I think yeah, sews yeah. him back. up. Um, that's great. I mean, I, I see <laughs> Batman Unchained. Batman Unchained. <laughs> Good stuff. Wyatt, thanks for being here. Thank you for yeah, coming and wasting your time. Wasting me. your time. I, you know what? Any time that I can just talk about Uma Thurman for an hour, just uh, it's a great time in my book. Well, thank you, Dom. Thanks for coming. Thanks for showing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, if you like what we heard here, please go to Patreon. Go to www.patreon.com slash reasonable beef. Reasonable beef. Um, give what you can. Some people give money. If you can, you fucking believe that some people do. A lot of people do. And then they get bonus content, which is a backlog of content, which we're going to add more to soon, shortly. Now we have no excuse. We're all inside with Corona. Um, Solange. <laughs> Why did that make me laugh? I really... That's, that's my... It, that, in my, my fake language, Beyonce is hello and Solange is goodbye. Oh, great. Solange. See you later. Solange. To the left, to the left. To the left, to the left.